I'm Sarah Humphreys, the executive editor of Real Simple Magazine, a busy stepmother of two, and an amateur cook who loves to cook and loves to eat, but has a lot of questions. And I'm Sarah Karnasevich, the food editor of RealSimple.com, a working mom and a professional cook who tries to give you all the answers. Welcome to Things Cooks Know, the weekly podcast where the professional cook, that's Sarah Kay, shares insider advice and secrets that the busy, hungry amateur cook, that's me, can use in her own kitchen with her own family. Today's episode is really pushing the limits, I would say, on real simple content in that we're talking about pickling and preserving. And we have some we have some boundaries that we basically never cross at Real Simple. When it comes to crafting, we refuse to ever uh, run a craft that involves a glue gun. Like <laughs> from the start, from the launch of Real Simple in 2000. Like it's there on were, the mission statement. Literally, <laughs> literally, it's, it's it, well, I shouldn't say literally. It's like the, there's an asterisk at the bottom. Um, <laughs> you're not allowed to use a glue gun. The same goes at least when it comes to preserving. We have talked about doing a story on preserving and canning mm-hmm. for years and it's just never, it's never flown. Yeah. The food department always wants to do it. They they talk it up and it just gets shot yeah. down. Like, so today you have convinced me that it actually is easy to pickle and to preserve. And we wanted to do a quick episode on how to do it in a way that is actually real simple. We're talking about a very specific kind of quick pickling and preserving. And that is quick, like this episode. And that's the difference. We're not talking about something where you need like all of this special equipment and a day set aside in your calendar and you're going to worry about making sure that everything is airtight and sealed and up to all of the USDA, FDA standards. Good. Um, I don't want to be wearing like <laughs> plastic, like no. surgical gloves or rubber gloves, I should say. I don't want to be doing that. So yeah, so I want to be convinced on both of these fronts that these are worthwhile. Now, clearly, this is the time if you're going to do any of this, it's the time to do it. You've got a bounty of stuff either in your garden or in your CSA box that you get or at the market. Mm-hmm. So why not put it to good use? Exactly. And so what we're going to talk about are refrigerator pickles. These are not things that you are going to be storing in your pantry over the long term. These are pickles that you're going to make in, you know, a half hour, hour. You're going to pop them in your fridge. You're going to snack on them. You're going to use them in all different ways. And they'll keep for like a month or so in your fridge. And you don't even need them to last longer than that because they'll be gone and you can make a new batch in the meantime. Okay, perfect. So Um, what is a pickle? So very simply, um, it is a vegetable that is preserved in a brine of water and vinegar and, and spices. The brine is is the key. That's what it's floating in. That's what it's flavoring it. And that is kind of your the mixture that's going to determine the flavor and everything else. So you have a few components in your refrigerator pickle. You have the thing that you're pickling and the brine that you're using. Okay. That's it, basically. Okay. I, can, I can handle that. And, but you can vary both of those things in so many ways to get so many results. I really want to encourage people to think really broadly. I mean, you can put mustard seeds in there. You could put cloves of garlic. You could put cumin seeds, um, red pepper flakes, all these things. That's going to be your spice blend that you're using. 
And, you know, you don't have to stick to cucumbers either. You could do okra pods if, if they're at the market and they look amazing. You can do carrots. You can do green beans. You can do garlic scapes. Um, you can basically do anything that just has enough body to absorb mm-hmm. the pickling. The yeah, brine, well, right? and I would Is say you're basically... going to treat those things slightly differently. So okay. the cucumbers... They're pretty soft and tender to begin with. They they can just go straight in the brine. Something like a carrot that's a little harder, you might want to blanch that really quickly mm-hmm. or steam it really quickly. You still want it to be, uh, you know, toothsome. You want it to have some snap to it. But, you know, the, you're just talking about a basic brine recipe that you are then pouring over those sliced vegetables inside a clean glass jar with a tight-fitting lid, and then you're putting that in the refrigerator. And that's it. That's literally it. And then, like, what what on average is the minimum amount of time that it would have to stay in there before you could then bring it out to eat it? I mean, you could eat it right away. Mm-hmm. It's not going to taste as good. I, I say you want to give it at least a day, an overnight at the very least. It's probably going to be, you know, at its best a couple days in. To, you know, okay. to, within the first week. But then it's going to be fine for, you know, a few weeks after that, That's if amazing. it lasts that long. Right, if it lasts that long. And I think you can use, I mean, if you have a mason jar lying around mm-hmm. because you just, you got on the mason jar trend in 2004 <laughs> yeah. and you're still there, that's great. But you could also use like an old, say, pickle jar yeah, or some, right? any an old mustard an old, jar, uh, any sort of jar. tomato sauce jar, yeah. whatever, any of those things. Okay. Because these are not being sealed in a water bath or anything like that. We're not talking about putting them up, you know, in a, in a cellar or something. Right. Like these are staying in your fridge so you don't have to worry about spoilage. You're only keeping them for about a month. And, you know, and how can you use them? I mean, these are things like they're amazing on a cheese plate or with some salami. Or in a taco. Uh, or in a taco. Like, you, that's a, pickled peppers. Mm-hmm. So good. As you said, they're... It's kind of been verboten to do any like real preserving on right. Real Simple, but right. we do have a ton of quick pes- pickle recipes yes. on the site, and we often use them as pairings with kind of larger plates. They're great with grilled meat or, as you said, tacos and things like that. Right. I mean, they're so perfect for if you're having people over for a barbecue or something like that and just put a big bowl of them out. So. We've talked about vegetables and basically the sky's the limit, it sounds like, which is really cool. But what about, can you do it with fruit? What do you do with fruit? Totally. Same thing with fruit. Again, so you're at the market and the apricots look amazing. You don't have to buy, oh, you know, $80 (laughs) flat of apricots and go home and make... Make your water bath. Yeah, make a dozen jars and hand them out to all your friends and family. You can buy, you know, a handful of fruit and take them home and spend, again, maybe around an hour for the whole process. You want to cook them down with, slice them up, cook them down with some sugar, a little bit of lemon juice. They're going to get soft. They're going to kind of firm up a little and you just ladle that into a jar. And again, same kind of jar you can use. And keep that in the refrigerator. And that it'll um, set up even more as it chills. And you can take that out. And, you know, for the next couple of weeks, you have your own homemade jam for 
breakfast or for dessert. You can make a tart with it, anything oh like my that. God. So I, mean, that do, I have to say that sounds incredibly easy. It's so easy. And again, you, the variables are infinite. So you have your fruit and then you have your sugar and whatever other flavorings you might want to use. So you're going to vary the amount of sugar that you're using, probably, you know, depending on how sweet your fruit is. And that's what's cool. You could do that one day and make it and be like, oh, this is a little, this came out a little tart. Next time yeah. I do it, I'll, I'll add a little more sugar. And you can combine fruit. You know, it's like, it doesn't have to, in fact, I encourage you to, you know, maybe you can do a mixed berry thing. And there are so many things that I think maybe aren't necessarily the first things that we would think of doing this with, but that can be so great. Like plums, Mm. amazing jam. Or at this time of year, figs, figs and berries together can be really good. Grapes, nectarines, all of these things are, are really, really good. And you have your sugar, but you can also just tweak the flavor profiles a little bit with adding some herbs or seasonings or a little split vanilla bean nice. or something like that. You know, stretch a little bit. The stakes are not high. Right. Well, and also I think about the fruit when you buy, you get so excited at the farmer's market or the market, you buy all this fruit and then you consume only so much. Yeah. And then stuff gets starts getting soft in that like iffy time where I'm not super psyched to, yeah. to eat it. That's that you could do that then, right? You can totally do it then. And... So how you have this jar, other than just eating it (laughs) with a spoon or putting it on your toast, you can use it again on a cheese plate. Like some of these go really well with savory flavors too. You can make cute little sandwich cookies, like just basic butter cookies with a little jam in the middle. Delicious. And I'm a little bit obsessed with, I, I already mentioned this, but like in a tart. As a tart filling, do you, it's do you a vi- make it? Is it the only part of the filling, or do you have like sliced? Yeah, it's the fruit? only filling. It's oh. it's really it's a, it's an Italian thing. They call them crostatas, I think. And think of how impressed your friends would be if you brought your homemade jam tart to your next party. They would be pretty impressed. I might start with the, with the quick pickling first, though. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us today for Things Cooks Know. We'd like to thank our producer, Tim Einenkel. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe on iTunes. And for a million more great cooking tips and tricks, head to realsymbol.com. If you have topics you'd like us to cover next time, tweet them to us at Sarah P. Humphreys or S.Q. Karn. We'll be back next week. 